Chapter sixty seven of the Ontario Reader's Third Book by the Ontario Ministry of Education. Read for LibriVox.org. Radisson and the Indians. The tribe being assembled and having spread out their customary gifts, consisting of beaver tails, smoked moose tongues, and pemmican, one of the leading braves arose and said, Men who pretend to give us life, do you wish us to die? You know what beaver is worth and the trouble we have to take it. You call yourselves our brothers, and yet will not give us what those give who make no such profession. Accept our gifts, and let us barter, or we will visit you no more. We have but to travel a hundred leagues, and we will encounter the English, whose offers we have heard. On the conclusion of this harangue, silence reigned for some moments. All eyes were turned on the two white traders. Feeling that now or never was the time to exhibit firmness, Radisson, without rising to his feet, addressed the whole assemblage in haughty accents. Whom dost thou wish I should answer? I have heard a dog bark. When a man shall speak, he will see I know how to defend my conduct and my terms. We love our brothers, and we deserve their love in return. For have we not saved them all from the treachery of the English? Uttering these words fearlessly, he leaped to his feet and drew a long hunting knife from his belt. Seizing by the scalp lock the chief of the tribe, who had already adopted him as a son, he asked, Who art thou? To which the chief responded, as was customary, thy father. Then, cried Radisson, if that is so, and thou art my father, speak for me. Thou art the master of my goods, but as for that dog who has spoken, what is he doing in this company? Let him go to his brothers the English at the head of the bay, or he need not travel so far. He may, if he chooses, see them starving and helpless on yonder island, answering to my words of command. I know how to speak to my Indian father, continued Radisson, of the perils of the woods, of the abandonment of his squaws and children, of the risks of hunger and the peril of death by foes. All these you avoid by trading with us here. But though I am mightily angry, I will take pity on this wretch and let him still live. Go, addressing the brave with his weapon outstretched, take this as my gift to you and depart. When you meet your brothers, the English, tell them my name, and add that we are soon coming to treat them in their factory yonder as we have treated this one." The speaker knew enough of the Indian character, especially in affairs of trade, to be aware that a point once yielded them is never recovered. And it is but just to say that the terms he made then of three axes for a beaver were thereafter adopted, and that his firmness saved the company many a cargo of these implements. His harangue produced an immediate impression upon all, save the humiliated brave, who declared that, if the Assiniboines came hither to barter, he would lie in ambush and kill them. The French trader's reply to this was, to the Indian mine, a terrible one. "'I will myself travel into thy country,' said he, "'and eat sagamite in thy grandmother's skull.' While the brave and his small circle of friends were livid with fear and anger, Radisson ordered three fathoms of tobacco to be distributed, observing, contemptuously, to the hostile minority, that as for them, they might go and smoke women's tobacco in the country of the lynxes. The barter began, and when at nightfall the Indians departed, not a skin was left amongst them. Beckles Wilson, The Great Company End of chapter 67 This recording is in the public domain.